Thanks for joining us on this week's Real Life Church podcast. We'd love to know if God is using this ministry to bless you in some way. And if you'd like to share your story or know more about getting involved at Real Life Church, you can visit us on our website at livereallife.com today. All right, can you do me a favor and welcome those that are watching online today? Come on, give them a big hand clap for being with us. Thanks for joining us today, our online fam. We're glad that they're here today. And uh, we're going to finish our series today called Vitals. I am pumped about this message today. Um, we first talked about being healthy spiritually, and then um, we, we talked about having healthy minds last week. And this week, we're going to talk about our emotions. How many of you are emotional people? Perfect. <clears throat> um, I was, when I was thinking about emotions, I was trying to put it into a category. What can I show people to let them see what they look like when they're emotional? when they're being led by their emotions? What, what would some people look like when you're led by your emotions? And so I couldn't think of any other uh, better way to do this but through some pictures. And so uh, can you throw one of my pictures here? Now, how many of you go on roller coasters? Yeah. Okay, how many of you have ever looked like this on roller coasters? You know, they snap your picture and you come out and look at yourself. Go to the next one. Look, you got happy, freaking out, scared, I don't know what the girl up in the top right is doing, but uh, go to my next slide, please. This is a dad. What's up with dad? Look at this guy. And uh, the daughter, man, she looks like she's, she's struggling a little bit. Go to the next one real quick. Okay. <laughs> this is some of y'all's emotions, right? This is what you look like sometimes, all right? Next one. This is what you look like on the interior. Look at the girl in the front. What is she doing? Yeah, that's great. Go to the next one. Look at this guy. He lost his dentures. Come on, somebody. I mean, I don't know, but it looks like it, right? Look, look here. Look at the little boy down there. Look at the mom. <laughs> so funny. Yeah, that little girl, she's freaking out. Go to my last one. Oh, look at that guy. Look at this guy. This guy right here is what we call an emotional eater. <laughs> Come on, somebody. You ever been there? <laughs> and being emotional and living from our emotions, I mean, that guy, man, he's, he's tripping. But I thought, man, roller coasters are a great way just to, just to show some pictures of what maybe your relation or your emotions look like. Um, emotions are this. They are a state of mind influenced by our circumstances, our mood, or relationships with others. Let me say that again. Our emotions are our state of mind influenced by our circumstances, mood, or relationship with others. You know, the word vital, again, it says this. It means that that which is absolutely important and essential. I can tell you, in the day and age in which we live, emotional stability is extremely important. How many parents we got in the room? How many parents? Unstable as all get out. I can see it. <laughs> parents, man, I mean, you, you can go from laughing to crying to anger to, to all these feelings of rage. Why did I have this job? I love you so much. You're amazing. You know, it's like you go through all these different emotions. Um, how many of you are married? How many of you are married? Awesome. Most of the room. Good. If you're single, sorry, everybody's taken. I'm kidding. Um, uh, but, you know, when you, remember when you were getting ready to get married and you were going to walk down the aisle and she was going to come? If you're a guy, you, you're not walking, she's walking. And, uh, you, you know, I remember the first time I, uh, we, they set us up. I got to see Jennifer before we got married. And, uh, whew, she's pretty. She was pretty. She's still pretty today. Amen, somebody. Well, anyway, so we, we, they, they told me, so they set her up on the, they put her up on the, uh, on the stage and got her gown all pretty and threw it out there. And, 
and made her look all wonderful, put lighting on her, just perfect. And, and I walked in, I was like, <laughs> I mean, I lost it. Like, she was so beautiful. Like, I just, I just, when I seen her, I just cried. And you'd think I'd be like, woo, yeah, but inside of me, it was, just, it was an emotional day, man. I was crying through my vows. And how many know I don't really cry? <laughs> you know, whatever. Thank you. Sponsored by tissues. Thanks, Connor. Amen. Bless you. Um, but emotions, they are the state of mind influenced by our circumstances, mood, or relationship with others. You know, when you have a, a relational discord or you have toxicity in your relationships, how many know it affects your emotions? It affects your stability. Now, here's, here's some thoughts for you. Is the, the, un, uh, the unreliable factor of emotions is this. Feelings and facts don't always line up. Feelings and facts do not always line up. Another way to put it is feelings and future don't always line up. There's days where you feel inadequate. There's days where you feel like, what in the world is going on in my life? Or, or there's days where like, God, are you really going to do this? Like, are you really going to do this? Well, that doesn't, just because your present feeling, uh, it may be a, a little weak, it doesn't mean that God is changing your future. Feelings also can shift with our focus. It can shift with our focus, and he who lives by emotion lives uh, separate from principle or lives without principle. When we're driven from our emotions, we have to understand what our emotions are. You know, when you, uh, in your car, whenever you, whenever you see a light pop up on the dashboard, you know, low oil light, or, or hey, you're about ready to run out of gas, or, or, you know, there's something wrong with the engine, there's a light that's an indicator to tell you what's happening under the hood. Now, that light, listen to me, there's no right or wrong with that light. It's just an indicator to tell you there's something else beneath the surface that's wrong. So a lot of times in our emotional instability, what we're doing is our emotions can be a gauge. They are a gauge, not necessarily right or wrong. They're a gauge. They should not guide us when it comes to our emotions. Emotions are to be gauges, not guides. They are meant to report to you, not dictate you. Come on, somebody. They're, to, they're, they're meant to report. It's awful quiet in here. You must be emotional this morning. Some of you are like, he's talking to you. Listen, honey, did you hear I told you this on the way to church? I'm talking to you this morning. Emotions. Emotions are meant to report to you something that's going on underneath the hood. And the pattern of your emotions, listen to me. How many know, you know, if I drink a little caffeine, I could be a little more emotional? I'm not talking about caffeinated, induced emotions. I'm not talking about sleep-deprived emotions. How many know when you ain't got no sleep? Come on, man. You just, your emotions are off the chart. Or if you've, if you've drank too much caffeine, your, your emotions can be off the chart. You know, sometimes I'll get angry with caffeine. Like, I'll go over to the top. Right? Don't say nothing. Okay? And so, like, I'll have too much caffeine, and I feel myself pushing the edge but listen to me, the pattern of your emotions will give you a reading on where your hope is. Here's what I mean by that. It's because they are wired into what you believe and what you value. And how much you believe and how much you value will determine your emotions. You're like, man, you mean I can control my emotions? Absolutely. Sure can. You can control your emotions. Emotions reveal what your heart loves, trusts, and fears. Emotions reveal what your heart loves, trusts, and feels. But listen to me, they're not the boss of you. They're simply a reporting factor to tell you what you love, it tells you what you trust, and what you fear. It's an indicator. Here's some symptoms of some unhealthy emotions in your life. 
every decision is based on how I feel. Like you don't make decisions unless you feel it. Now that can drive people crazy, just so you know, especially if you're married to somebody like that. Oh, where do you want to go to dinner tonight? I don't know. I'm just not. Well, how about Chick-fil-A? I ain't feeling it. No, I ain't feeling it. How about, how about Outback? No I, ain't, no, I ain't feeling that either. Would you stop living by your emotions? Come on, can we just go get some food for real? Like, sorry to talk about food. We're, in, we're, in, we're in, ending our fast today. And for those of you that fasted, we're ending today. Amen. That means we're going to all get 50 pounds of chicken wings. Glory to God, like a 50 stacker, all right? But the, the, the unreliability or the un, unemotional, the symptoms of unhealthy uh, emotions is uh, every decision is based on how I feel. If I don't feel it, I don't do it. I get st- or the other way, if I feel it, I do do it. You know, we live in a society that if you feel it, do it. Like, if it feels good, do it. I mean, we're, we live by our emotions, especially a generation of kids. They, they live by their emotions. They're very, very emotional beings. How many of you got teenagers or had teenagers? Yeah, I see the scars all over you. Amen, somebody. But they're, they're, they're emotional beings. It's how I feel like. If they don't feel like, you know, they don't, they don't participate. Uh, I get stuck in a feeling, like unhealthy emotions where you're constantly stuck. You're stuck in a certain feeling. Uh, it also, unhealthy emotions is my, um, my feelings are erratic. They, you know, they're like the roller coaster. It's constant. It's up and down, up and down. And nobody knows how to gauge you. Come on, somebody. If you're married to somebody like this, Listen, it's hard to gauge that person. If they're up and down all the time, you don't know if they're going to be happy. It's sad, and you're like, hey, I'm, gonna, yeah, I'm not going to say that today. You know what I mean? It's like you try to interject, and you're like, yeah, I'm not saying that. Uh-uh, no. Like, because you just never know. Well, we need to begin to deal with our emotions, unhealthy emotions, or my feelings are numb. I don't feel anything. I've talked to teenagers that are like, I don't feel nothing. I'm so numb to this world, I don't want anything to do with it. I'm just numb. You know, our emotions, listen to this, our emotions are hardwired into our fallen natures or our flesh as well into our, as into our brand new self, our spirit. Sin and Satan have access to them and will use them to try and manipulate us to act faithlessly. They're hardwired. They're, they're, they're into our fallen nature, but they're also into our spirit. And sin and Satan, what he tries to do is he tries to take a hold of our emotions to manipulate us into a place to where we don't live from a level of faith. We live by emotion. There's a phrase I want to teach you this morning. Are you ready? You ready for the phrase? Say this with me. I feel, but I faith. Say it again. I feel, but I faith. Let me say it again. I feel but I faith. And we're going to learn that this is one way, and this is the way God wants us to pursue dealing with stability in our emotions. The Apostle Paul, great man of God, talks about emotions a lot. In 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse number 8 and 9, he says this. He says, we think you ought to know, dear brothers and sisters, about the trouble we went through in the province of Asia. Now listen, he's about to tell you what happened to him. He said, we were crushed and overwhelmed beyond our ability to endure, and we thought we would never live through it. In fact, we expected to die. But as a result, we stopped relying on ourselves and learned to rely on only on God who raises the dead. Now, we might have an initial response to our situation. It might be an initial emotion, sadness, anger, frustration, There's an initial emotion, but that emotion may not be the right emotion. That emotion may need to be changed. And here's here's what he said. 
Here's what he said. He said, but as a result, we stop relying on ourselves and learn to rely only on God who raises the dead. 2 Corinthians 4, 8 through 12 says this. We are pressed on every side by troubles. You ever been there? You ever just feel like it's all around you and you just can't get out? Listen to what he said. He said, but we are not crushed. Come on, man. Here's faith. I feel trouble. I feel pressed, but I faith I'm not crushed. Come on, somebody. Then he says this. He says, we are perplexed, but not driven to despair. We are hunted down, but never abandoned by God. We get knocked down, and we get up again. Get knocked down. Sorry. But we are not destroyed. He says, I feel like I'm knocked down, but my faith says I'm not destroyed. I might be down, baby, but I'm not out. I'm not going to allow the emotion of, 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 of being knocked down to destroy my faith because my faith says I'm not destroyed. Verse 10 says, through suffering, our bodies continue to share in the death of Jesus that the life of Jesus may also be seen in our bodies. Yes, we live under constant danger of death because we serve Jesus so that the life of Jesus will be evident in our dying bodies. So we live in the face of death. But this has resulted in eternal life for you. Paul wants us to understand how to, yes, feel, but don't be led by feeling, be led by faith. So number one, number one, when it comes to I feel, I faith. Number one, I feel sadness, but I faith joy. Come on, man, this should get you excited. This I, I, I feel sadness, but I faith joy. What does this mean? It means that you might feel depression. You might feel discouragement. You might feel despair. That all, Those are all legitimate feelings that we have. But Paul chose, I'm going to have joy. He says, I feel despair. I feel depressed. I feel broken. But listen to me. I'm going to choose joy. Listen to how he tells us to do it. Romans 5.3. We can rejoice when we run into problems and trials. For we know that they help us develop endurance. If you know why they're there, if you know why the problems and trials come, he says, listen, you can rejoice. The word rejoice literally means when you're going through it, jump up and down and spin around like a top. When's the last time you did that? When's the last time you were like, honey, it looks like we're going under. But you know what? Bounce, 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 bounce. I'm going to spin around like a top. I'm going to choose joy. The way you choose joy is to put your mind on the good things God has done. Whew. James 1 says this, Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for joy. For you, have in, you, you know that when your faith is tested, how is your faith tested? He says your faith is tested with trouble. Then he says your endurance has a chance to grow. So say this with me. Say, I feel sadness, but I faith joy. Number two, I feel like quitting, but I faith faithfulness. I feel like quitting, but I faith faithfulness. We live in a quitting society. If it gets hard in our marriages, bam, we're out. Lack of commitment. If it gets hard, we're not faithful. If it gets difficult, we don't hunker down to figure out what's going on. So we just quit. We live in a quitting society. If something doesn't go right, we just stop. We just quit. But listen to me, you might feel like quitting, but I have faith, faithfulness. People like to quit. 
They feel like quitting their marriage. They feel like quitting their job. They feel like quitting their calling. They feel like even quitting their faith. There are people that have quit on God. They've quit on their faith. Listen to what he says, though. He says, listen, Paul, he counteracted our feelings and emotions about quitting with the truth of faithfulness. Listen to what he says in 2 Corinthians 4, 16. He says, that is why we never give up. Though our bodies are dying, <laughs> our spirits are being renewed every day. Like this, this thing is going to die. We are going to dig six feet. Come on, somebody. And they're going to put you down in a box. They're going to throw dirt on top of you. You guys all know this? You know that's all coming, right? Not to bring good news on a Sunday, but that's happening someday. <laughs> but he says this. He says, though this outward man is decaying, our inward man is being renewed every single day. In other words, he's telling us faithfulness is not an external decision. Faithfulness is an internal decision. Meaning like when you feel like, you feel that feeling of quitting and giving up, faithfulness comes from the inside. Like, man, we're down, but we're not out. So we feel like quitting, but we faith faithfulness. Number three is this. I feel fear, but I faith victory. I feel fear, but I faith victory. Some people experience never-ending failure. It's constant. Some people fear sickness. Fear is a, is a spirit. Some people fear death. Some people fear a loss of job. Some people feel the fear that their marriages aren't going to work out. Some people fear that their kids won't serve God. Some people fear that they're going to lose their job. But there is, a, there is a constant level of fear that comes. But listen to me today. You might feel fear and recognize that fear is a spirit, and God has not given you a spirit of fear. God has given you a spirit of victory. He's not giving you a spirit of fear. So when that emotion of fear or that spirit tries to come on you, you have to make a decision. What are you going to say about it? Listen, here's, here's why our emotions run wild. is we sit back hoping they're going to change. Instead of taking an active approach to dealing with them, we just let them go. We just don't deal with them. Listen, I, I, was, I do marriage counseling. I don't do a ton anymore. But back in the day, I did marriage counseling, and I, was, I, I have a test I have people go through. They take a test. I get results back. It's like a 30-year proven test. test. And uh, we, they were going through the test, and uh, I, man, all the red flags in me said, mm -mm. nope, this ain't going to work out. Nope, 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 that, they, they shouldn't get married. <laughs> and so, um, you know, a lot of times that's what we do. We, like, we get engaged, and then we ask for counseling. Amen. If you're going to get married, young people, one day, get to counseling first to see if this person's even going to be legit. Okay, we'll keep moving. All right. <laughs> Some of you are like, man, we should have done that. Amen. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm stop. All right. But but I was doing the test and I got him into the room and all the indicators. I could just see it. I'm like, he's got a he's got an anger problem. This ain't good. This ain't gonna work out. So I, all the flags came up, all the red flags, and I, I told her, I said, listen, this is not a good idea. Don't do this. Don't marry this guy. And um, you know. <laughs> That's not the best news you want to hear when you've got a ring and you got a dress and you got a cake. Come on, don't don't throw the cake away. Keep the cake. Amen. But uh, uh, and so, but she didn't listen. I told her. I said, "This guy's got an anger issue, and it's not good." Well, they got married. Six months later, he he had already abused her physically because she had an anger problem. Listen to me. Emotions uncontrolled or emotions 
that, are not, that you're not proactive about dealing with has the potential to destroy you and others if you don't deal with them. They can destroy your marriage. They can destroy your relationship with your kids. They can destroy things if you don't take control of them. So stop living in fear. He says, I feel, I feel fear, but I faith victory. Romans chapter 8, verse 15 says, So you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. That's not who you are. He says, instead, you received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba, Father. We have, re- we have not received a spirit that makes us fearful. So when the enemy comes and emotions rage, all oh, your initial response might be fear. But listen to me, don't let it sit. Don't let the seed of fear sit there. All of a sudden, you have to say, God has not given me a spirit of fear. It doesn't matter how big this issue is. It doesn't matter how bad this issue is. It doesn't matter how this decision could affect me. But right now, in Jesus' name, I will not choose. I, will f- I feel fear, but I'm going to choose victory. I'm going to look back at what Jesus has done for me, and I'm not going to live in fear anymore, but I'm going to live in victory, and I'm going to do everything God wants me to do in the earth. Come on, somebody. Number four, I feel insufficient, but I faith righteousness. Whoa, this is a good one right here, somebody. You ever feel insufficient, James? Yeah, insufficient. And I heard this this morning when I was reading through my notes. He says, the way you, the Lord said this to me. He said, the way you deal with insufficiency, he says, faith righteousness, and righteousness means you're in right standing with God, but God gave me a little bit different idea on it. He said this, understand that you're aligned to sufficiency. <clears throat> in other words, you're aligned to God. When you're a born-again person and Jesus lives in your heart, he says you're the righteousness of God in Christ. You're going to have feelings where you don't measure up. There's going to be feelings deep inside of some people that, man, they feel insufficient, they feel ashamed, they feel embarrassed, they feel guilty. And But listen to me today, the good news is this, that you have to realize who you're aligned with. That you're not aligned with a God that's insufficient. You're not, a, you're not aligned with a God that has to figure out how to make ends meet. You're aligned to a God that is filled with sufficiency. He says, I'll make all things abound to you. All sufficiency and all things unto every good work. Listen, you serve a more than enough God. You serve a God that's willing to do exceedingly. Come on, somebody. More than we can ask or think. According to the power that works in us. In other words, when inefficiency comes on you, listen, we can give our credentials to the enemy all day long. It doesn't press him. Well, I got this degree. I got that degree. I got this education. Degrees are good in front of men, but the devil could care less. God, the devil, he'll come with that insufficiency thing, and you can tout your degrees. You can tout your experience. That doesn't bother him. But when you start talking about your God, come on, somebody. When you start talking about the sufficiency of the one that created the heavens and the earth. Man, I feel this. My toes may fly off. You, you start talking about the one that created the heavens and the earth, the one that the Holy Spirit brooded over the face of the deep, and God said, and let there be light, and there was light. A God that created everything we see. He's all-sufficient God. That's one of his names, is all-sufficient God. That when you start to see yourself, not in insufficiency, well, I'm just, we're just not going to do it. It's just, honey, we're just not going to make it. It's just not going to pan out this year. It's just, no, 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 stop that crazy talk. Quit being led by what you feel and start being led by your faith, which is righteousness. Philippians 3.9 says this, and become one with him. You're one with God. Come on, man. Like when you got married, you became one with your spouse, 
right? Everything they have and everything that you are, you gave to them as a covenant. Same way, backwards. Everything that I have, even though it wasn't much, amen, everything I have, I give to you. And all of a sudden, that became a covenant. It's you cutting covenant with your spouse, and you become one. Listen to what the scripture says. He says, and become one with him. He's talking about the Lord. He says, you're one with the Lord. <laughs> everything he has, he turns over to us. And everything we are, we surrender to him. And so when we lay at his feet and we lay before him, we're looking at his sufficiency. We're not looking at ourselves through the eyes of our insufficiency. Come on, man. I don't know if it's enough for God. I don't know. Last time I checked, he's walking on streets of gold. Come on, somebody, according to Revelation. There, there, is, there, is, uh, there is no lack in heaven. There, there, is no, there is no wondering in heaven. God has a place that I no longer count on my own righteousness. In other words, I'm not trying to work this thing up on my own. I'm not trying to pull out my credentials through obeying the law, or I'm not trying to be a good enough person. This is what he's trying to communicate. Rather, I become righteous through faith in Christ, for God's way of making us right with himself depends on faith. I love Romans 1.17. He says, this good news tells us how God makes us right in his sight. This good news tells us how God makes us right in his sight. Emotions, when you make you right in the sight of man, faith makes you right in the sight of God. He says, listen, he says, this is accomplished from start to finish by faith. As the scriptures say, it is through faith that a righteous person lives. Finally, number five is this, I feel rejection but I faith, I faith acceptance. I feel rejection, but I faith acceptance. I feel rejection, but I faith acceptance. Our feelings can say that we're lonely. You can come to a church and be in a crowd. You can go to, go to big crowds and still be lonely. You could be that mom that's at home with the kids and, and working and, like, and, and raising the kids and working with the kids and getting them preschool and soccer and baseball and getting them, getting them everywhere they are, and you're just extremely lonely. You put a smile on your face every day, hoping, man, look, it's a facade. You, you feel rejection. God says faith acceptance. He accepts you just the way you are. He's not asking you to clean up. He's not asking you to get the right look. He's not asking you to, to become a certain way. He's asking you just to surrender. And listen, he says, when I feel rejection, I faith accepted. Psalm 27, 10 says this, even if my father and my mother abandoned me, the Lord will hold me close. Come on, somebody. He, he says this, he says, Psalm 94, 14, the Lord will not reject his people. He will not abandon his special possession. That's who you are. If you're feeling rejection, if you're dealing with rejection and you're not dealing with acceptance today, the Lord will not reject his people. And if the Lord won't reject his people, why do we reject people? Why do we put statuses on people and say that's a good one and that's a bad one? That's the wrong answer, folks. We're called to reach people. We're called to help people feel accepted. Well, I don't know if everybody should be accepted. You know, some of this sin that these people are in, they don't know if they, listen to me, the blood of Jesus is much bigger than anybody's sin. 
what Jesus did 2,000 years ago to accept us into the beloved is much bigger than anybody's sin. It doesn't matter what they're experiencing. God has a plan for them. He wants to reach them. He wants to go get them. He wants there to be acceptance in his house. He wants you as a person that if you feel rejection, know what God says about you. He said, I will not reject you. I will not abandon his special possession. That's who you are. So let me help you with healthy emotions. Just three quick things for you. It's this, number one, to deal with healthy emotions, check the pace of your life. When you mean to ask me, check how, how busy I am? Uh-huh. Yeah, when you burn out, all your emotions come out. Examine the pace of your life. Examine if you've had time off. Examine if you've been on a vacation. Ask yourself, am I overworked? Here's a good one. Do I honor the Sabbath? Do I have a Sabbath? Sabbath is a day of rest. That's probably the number one sin of most Christians is we don't, we don't take time to rest. And then we burn out. Then we blame it on God for us burning out. No, he gave you a Sabbath. Take it. Figure it out. Get your schedule. Figure out how to check the pace of your life. Number two, check your authenticity. How real are you with your emotions? In other words, when, do you wear masks? Do you hide things? Listen, is it impossible for you to be happy? Are you, are you not authentic? You come in and you've got a smile on your face, face and everything's wonderful. No, 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 check your authenticity. If you're gonna have a health, healthy emotions, you gotta be transparent. You gotta be transparent with yourself. You gotta be transparent with the folks you live with. You gotta be transparent with your, with your, with your spouse. You gotta be transparent with somebody. If not, listen, if whatever you internalize in your life has the potential, if it's that negative, to destroy you. It will become a poison to your soul if you don't talk about it. You're like, man, I don't feel safe. Listen to me. We have a church right here. It's called Real Life Church. We call it Real Life Church on purpose. It's because real means authentic. We want you to be able to be real with somebody. It don't have to be me. It can be somebody else in this church that you know of. Hey, man, here's what's happening right now. This is the stuff I'm dealing with. Listen, and do me a favor. Do me a quick favor. Will you do me a favor, everybody? Go to a person. Don't just post it on social media how bad it is. You with me? Let's find somebody that's real that we can be authentic with. Don't just post all your emotions on Facebook, on Instagram, Twitter. Get real with somebody. And number four, number three is this, check your faith. Are you allowing your feelings to control everything in your life? You can't make decisions. Or does your faith have control? Are you living by emotion and feelings or are you living by faith? So control or check your faith. So check the pace of your life, check your authenticity, and finally, check your faith. Let me give you some real good advice from back in the day. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. Teenagers like, I never heard that song before in my entire life. Right, that's okay. Look it up. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. Man, God says you're accepted in his family. And today, I wanna to pray for you. How many of you would say, just close your eyes with me this morning. How many of you today would say, Jason, that's me, man. I'm, I'm dealing with emotional things. I've let the thing go crazy. I've just, I'm just, I'm reacting in ways that I never thought I'd react in. I'm, I'm dealing with acceptance issues. I feel rejected. Man, I, I, don't, I, don't, uh, I, don't, I don't feel like, I, I, I'm feeling these certain feelings of fear and inadequacy. I feel inefficient. Are you feeling these feelings this morning? 
And if you're feeling these feelings, and today you say, you know what? 2020, I'm going to faith, not just feel. I'm going to faith by finding out what God says about me. And when I find out what God says about me, I'm going to faith, not feel. If that's you in this room, you say, Jason, please pray for me as I begin this journey. I'm going to deal with some stuff. I want prayer for this. Maybe you need to get authentic. Maybe you need to check your busyness. Maybe you need to check your faith. If you're going to check your faith, check your word life. If you don't have a word life, you're not going to have faith because faith's based on the word. If you don't ever read the Bible, don't expect to have faith. It's not going to happen. You can wish it all day long. But if there's no information of the word going in, you have nothing to build faith upon. So you got to make sure you're checking your word life. How's your prayer life? Those sorts of things need to be checked. And so this morning, you're like, hey, just will you pray for me? I want to be included in this prayer. We just slip up your hand this morning so I can pray for you if you're in this place? Absolutely. Yeah, buddy. I see your hand. See? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. About 10, 12 hands or something like that this morning. Let's all pray together. I'm not going to call anybody forward today, but I'd like to pray for you. So let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for each person in this room. I thank you, God, for victory today. Lord, they feel a certain way, but today, God, I, I ask God that whatever the faith they need to step into, whether it's faith of, of assurance, whether it's faith of acceptance, whatever the faith level is they need to move into, I pray, God, this year, that, God, they would step out of unhealthy emotion and they would step into the things, God, that you have for them. That, God, if they feel the feeling of quitting, that they would rely upon your faithfulness. If they feel the fear, uh, the, the spirit of fear, that they would see themselves as victorious. If they feel inefficient, God, that they would, they would faith in righteousness. God, if they feel themselves in sadness, God, they would choose joy by seeing how much you've done in their life. And so, Lord, today, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I just sense the emotional burden. I'm asking you, Lord, to lift it right now in Jesus' name. I'm asking for the emotional burden to be lifted. That God, the veil, the veil would move, would be removed this morning. And your people would be set free in their emotions this year. That this year, as we don't just feel, but we faith, we praise you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, can you give the Lord a big hand clap of praise this morning? Praise the Lord. God's good. God's good. Don't move around yet. We're going to go ahead and give towards our, our payoff of our land this year. Come on, somebody. How many know we're going to pay this thing off by Easter? Come on. Come on. It's time. It's time to move. Praise God. It's time to move. Amen. And so uh, this morning, if you're, uh, as you prepare your gifts today, I just want to remind you of a great scripture. Great scripture this morning. Isaiah chapter 43, verse number 19. This is how we started the church. The ushers are going to come this morning. Hold on, I'm going to pray before you start dropping money in it. I praise God. No, don't take it back, though. Amen. Just keep it in the bucket. I'm, kid- I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We want to pray before we go, but I want to read Isaiah 43, 19. Praise God. It says this. I'm doing something brand new. I've sensed it. I just want you to know. This 21 days of prayer and fasting has been the best 21 days of prayer and fasting I've ever had. And I can't say that all the time. Because it's, it's miserable sometimes. Dear Jesus, it's miserable sometimes. But man, this one was just refreshing. The Lord refreshed me. Man, opened up a new well in me. And just like, just God just refreshed me. And I just see, I'm seeing clearly. I thank God for our team, our, our leadership, our overseers, our board. Man, just allowing us to see in faith what God wants to do. And he says this. He says, I'm doing something brand new, something un- unheard of. Listen to me. I don't know how to prescribe this thing into a box. I want to be a part of something unheard of. I'm not sure about you, but I want to be a part of something unheard of. That means it's not been done yet. 
That means that thing that God wants to do in our region, our community, our state, that beacon of light that he wants us to become to reach people in this area. It's unheard of. He says, even now it sprouts and grows and matures. Notice the progression. Sprouts, grows, and matures. Don't you perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and open up flowing streams in the desert. Amen. Listen, it's not about a building. It's about tools. Building is tools. Land is tools. Just like money, it's a tool. Whatever you do with it, 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 it's just a tool. So, you know, if $20 in my hand is going to be different than $20 in the guy that deals cocaine. Come on, somebody. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Billy thought that was funny. But $20 is different. Why? It just depends whose hands it in. So whenever God puts things in your hands, it's resources. Those are just tools. The building's just a tool. It's a tool to reach more people. It's a tool to move us into the next direction. You're like, well, I'm not sure why. Don't worry about why. Let's just move in the direction that God has for us and just take this first step. Let's just, we're going to take this first step as a family. And we're going to pay this land off. We're going to celebrate Jesus. And then we're going to believe God for what's next. Amen? I mean, are you on board with me this morning, everybody? Come on, are you on board with me this morning? Praise God. Let's all pray this morning. Father, you're good. Thank you so much. We just call it paid off, Lord. We thank you so much for a paid off facility. We paid a paid off land. God, we, we pray and thank you for strategic plans of what you're going to do through our church. And Lord, I thank you that this year, God, that not only will the land be paid off, but this is going to be our best year of outreach yet. We're going to reach more people on Sundays. We're going to expand into the community like never before. God, I thank you that this year will be a year of increase. This year will be a, a, a year of breaking forth out of our borders and continue to reach people. And so, Lord, we love you this morning. I praise you and thank you for those that are giving today that, God, this thing will be paid off. We decree and declare it in Jesus' name. Amen, everybody. Thanks again for listening to our podcast. Be sure to connect with us on social media, the RLC app, and online at livereallife.com.